This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. He asked me if I wanted to have a threesome with him. Uh oh. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and we've started. If my partner came to me and was like, I gave you herpes, I do not know where I got it from. Yeah. But I know I didn't get it from you. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Do I keep the friendship? Or cut things off. It's easy for you to give somebody the love that you're used to, yeah. and then you find it difficult when they're not able to reciprocate in that exact yeah. way, right? Penis patrol. Penis <laughs> patrol. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee, and I'm Courtney, and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we are answering your dilemma. Yes, we have come in the spirit of sisterhood to do the people's episode and simply get through as many dilemmas as possible. Shout out to all of you who actually trust us to speak into your lives, give you word of wisdom, Mm -hmm. but also just to give you advice and send your dilemmas to dilemmas at twomysisters.com. You guys know we typically do a ding, ding, ding dilemma Mm -hmm. at the beginning of every single episode, but we thought why not give some more girls a chance and actually do a full dilemma episode and it's actually something that has been requested several times so we are jumping into some juicy things from career to academia to family drama to relationships as we often see so it's gonna be a really good one but before we get into it let's give some housekeeping announcements we love a bit of housekeeping we also always need to make sure that our house is swept and clean sisters first of all we want to say thank you so so much for the support towards our school we have been fundraising towards our school the bright future academy over in tamale ghana and we are almost there like really sisters are. when i say we are close we are over that 9k mark we it is a home run and we just want to say thank you to everyone that has donated so far and brought this to a reality it is so wonderful to know that we have such an engaged community of sisters but also allies because we know the brothers have been coming through an opening day purse they and we indeed. love to see it um so sisters please 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 help us get to that final stretch we are almost there just a couple more pounds you know whatever you have in your pocket or even just sharing with somebody that you think yeah. would be able to be a blessing to these children please 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 continue to support us we know that we're going to smash it out of the park real soon real fast and real quick um so sisters please continue to help us in 
that work. And thank you. Shout out to everybody that has supported, supported so far, whether you've donated, whether you've shared. We know that the sisters have been going crazy they with have. the support online and we love to see it. And um, we're almost there, sisters. We, we really, really are. are. And so honestly, we're going to be sharing more progress pictures and updates with you guys. But honestly, work is underway and the campaign is going Woo. on. We said we'd give it six months. You guys smashed it in like two. <laughs> and so we are going to keep pressing on to see what more we can do. But honestly, like Renee said, thank you. Like we couldn't have made this happen without you guys. And so thank you so much for showing us that we really are a community of people doing community work. Second housekeeping announcement. Mm. You don't want to miss next week's episode mm. because we have a very, very exciting announcement mm. coming to you all, which is quite time sensitive. Can't lie to you. So next week, set your alarm, Sunday, 8 p.m. BST. Okay, we're making a, a good, a good old announcement. Good okay. Old announcement and open your, ready your purse. For real. For don't miss out. real. We cannot wait to share it with you guys. We've been dropping hints here and there. And if you've been at events where we've been at, if you've been able to see us in person, then you probably know what's going on already. But you know, to let the rest of the sisters in on the gist next week, 8 p.m. BST. All right. You really have to be at this one. And let me tell tell you why. You don't want to lack at this one. <laughs> I, we're not even going to be here, bro. So we are getting ready to jet over Ooh. to Bali, Ooh. Indonesia Ooh. in just a week, couple of weeks where we'll be able to just commune with our sisters in person yeah. over there, eating all that good, good food. You know, we're about to eat all sorts of rice, every single, th every single thing that Indonesians have for us, we will have, that's mm. for sure. But also we are so excited to celebrate sisterhood, to be with our sisters. And if you missed out on that opportunity, Let's just say there's an opportunity coming in your midst, especially our UK girlies, but also the girlies that are adjacent. I'm talking all the European ladies. Mm. There is something coming in our midst and we don't want you to miss out. That's so cool. please make sure that you are ready, prepped, primed for that uh, announcement. Definitely. But if you want to join us in international waters, then you can join the TMS International Trips. Ooh. We are going to Ghana in December. So if you want to sign up for that, there are still places available for you to join the gang of amazing women who will be meeting up during Detty December. Yes. Okay, to explore Accra, Tamale and much more. And so we'll leave the link to that in the description. You can also sign up to our South Africa trip, which is happening in February 2024 the girls have come in masses to that masses. one can't lie to you so spots are limited, limited. but definitely if you want to give it a look over then sign up the link will be in the description it will be in the show notes and we can't wait to see you and a little, you know, a little birdie said that we might be doing something out there, not just an experience, but, you know, something for our girls who are actually already in South Africa, you know, and the girls that are coming with us. A little something that might be quite similar to what we're hoping to announce <laughs> next week. It's giving cryptic. I'm not giving you guys anything, not even a little bit. You're probably listening to this like, they know what exactly the hell? what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be that person. That's not you know, I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it next week. Um, just not this week. So, mm -hmm. you know, a little birdie told me there may just be a little extra shebang at some of these international experiences. So sense. sign up. Please Thank do. You. Yes. So without further ado, Let's let us go. get into solving the people's problems. We have 
a few ding, ding, ding. Dilemmas. Let's get into it. Dilemma number one. Mm -hmm. Dear Courtney and Renee, I firstly just want to say that I appreciate all the hard work that you both put into delivering inspiring content for us viewers. I began listening to you both during one of the most challenging times of my life and I can honestly credit you both for helping me find hope and happiness even when it felt impossible. My dilemma, I know very, very sweet. My dilemma, I am a 23-year-old from the US and I graduated from a highly ranked state university in May 2022. Mm -hmm. I had earned a full scholarship, so I graduated debt-free with a degree in public health science and a 3.89 GPA following graduation. I had full intentions of applying to medical school. However, within the first four months of my gap year, I finally listened to the voice inside of me Mm. that was telling me that a career in medicine was not what I wanted. After much exploration, I have decided to pursue a consulting career and have taken a particular interest in IT. I took an online data analytics course and applied to numerous consulting jobs with no luck the Mm. harsh reality is that unless you are recruited straight from undergrad or if you have previous consulting experience it is very unlikely to even be considered for an interview Mm. with this in mind i've decided to apply for a master's of science in information systems program at the university i graduated from this program is highly ranked and i have spoken to a number of individuals who have said that earning this degree changed their career trajectory completely one student who had also studied public health and was pre-med was candid with me about his experience applying to over 200 jobs with no luck within three months of entering this master's program Mm. he was receiving summer internship offers and now he works as an analyst in Mm. new york city earning over a hundred thousand dollars as his starting salary i'm still waiting on my admissions decisions But I'm honestly scared about what will happen if I get in. Even though I'm excited about the opportunities that can come from this program, I am terrified of telling my parents, mainly my mom. My mom is very against me pursuing anything other than medicine and is convinced that I'm just going through a phase right now. I'm honestly so scared of her reaction if I tell her that I'm pursuing this master's degree. On top of that, if I don't receive any scholarships, the total cost to attend plus living costs Mm. would be around $40,000 for three Mm -hmm. semesters. I suspect that because I will not have my parents' support, that they would not help me pay for this degree at all. Not that I'm entitled to their money, but I'm overwhelmed because I'm a new graduate and I am nowhere near financially stable. Thankfully, I have no student loan debt right now, but I only earn $20 an hour in my current job as a medical assistant. Mm -hmm. There is no way I can afford school right now without taking massive loans. I want to start my life and build my career, but I feel like I can't get there without this degree. I would really appreciate your wisdom on this, especially because I am already struggling with feeling like a failure because despite all my hard work, I can't even be considered for an interview for a job. Thank you and sending you both so much love. Ooh, sis, that's a whole, that's a chunky one. This is, really a, is. First of all, congratulations. For How real incredible. You real small. I heard that 3.89 GPA. I said, we are not playing Come with nobody. On. It's playing with Miss Mamas right here. Hello, mm-mm, hello. Mm-mm. So Excellent. congratulations. I know that obviously you're thinking about the next few steps in your career, your life, your trajectory. I actually just want to celebrate you real quick and just say, well done, sis. And for those that are listening, please do come over and congratulate a good sis on her, you know, 
completing and at such a high GPA. And congratulations to Honestly. most people's graduation season. Yo, it is so graduation honestly, season. If you graduated, Yo. drop in the comments yeah. what you graduated in. Now. And honestly, let us put our little, you know, party sparkle, popper sparkle. emotions, emojis and all of that and sparkle, really celebrate sparkle. you down in the comments. Absolutely. We might have to do that whole roll call. Did you say thing. sparkle, sparkle? Yeah. It's sprinkle, sprinkle. But I did sparkle, sparkle. But it's sprinkle, sprinkle. No, but I feel like sparkle, sparkle is my thing. But it's now. sprinkle, sprinkle. Sparkle. You can't just change it I like want to sparkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you feel to do, whether it's a sprinkle or a sparkle. Um, the funny thing is I got sparkle from, that's even a whole long story that we don't have time for, child. Mm. But I got sparkle from um, Nikita from Included VC, actually. Mm. She always says, but I don't have time for that, um, to go into too many details. But um, Included VC is basically this amazing fellowship for folks that are interested get it in getting into um venture, venture capital. capital that is headed by the fantastic nikita and anu and she always says sparkle sparkle go into places and sparkle mm, um okay. which to me is like super inspiring because it's like oh i'm going to shine in this mm. particular um space so that's why i now say sparkle a lot but sis congratulations you it's it's so incredible how we can get to a place in our lives where we have actually achieved so much and yet yeah. still feel like a failure yeah and i think that this is something that quite a lot of people especially those of you that may be in the midst of pivoting mm -hmm. or in the midst of thinking about like your career um, trajectory feel like it's like damn i've done quite substantial like amazing yeah. things but the dawn and the fear that is associated with my career is preventing me from actually celebrating that and living in the moment mm -hmm. so the very first thing that I would love for you to do is actually just celebrate yourself mm -hmm. and really enjoy this present moment of I've done that you know then we can talk about the Most career definitely. trajectory the the first thing that I would say to that element is you're not the first person that has gone through this at all. In fact, this is very, very typical. Obviously, this is um, the UK is different to the US, but you've got a lot of people across the board that, you know, they are pursuing a medical degree or pursuing something that's very attached to a vocational um, career and then deciding, actually, whilst I really enjoyed this course and I really enjoyed this particular skill set, building the skill set, this isn't where I want to utilize that skill set. Mm. And that's perfectly fine and perfectly normal i think in terms of making the decision for yourself i'm glad you came to a place where you're like i want to make a i want to take a decisive step in my career by you know doing this masters and getting that extra profession especially because it makes you a more attractive candidate in the labor market the reality of the situation is there's going to be a lot of people entering the labor market and there's just not enough jobs there's just not enough opportunities in that the, it, the supply is not meeting the demand 100%. and that's the reality of the situation what is also another reality is you can do things to set yourself apart and based off of you know the fact you've done so much research into this master's degree that you're hoping to do you actually are connected to people as well that yes. have that you know expertise you're in a really really great place it, the fact that you even have people that have actually they're currently in industry mm -hmm. but they're also have having gone through that um that process you have a wealth of resources to you already so when it comes to things like preparing for interviews when it comes to things like making applications use the people that you have around you sis you've got mm -hmm. a network already and quite a few people get to this particular place that you're at and don't actually have that network i am telling you especially when it comes to um industries like consulting relationships are really really important in fact a lot of um really great job opportunities come as a result of some form of relationship that you have or built so 
nurture the relationship that you have with the guy that's making six, you know, six yeah. figures. And you need to be at that bad's door. You yeah. need to be like, hello, sir. Can I sit down? Do you have any wisdom or insights you'd be willing to share with me? Are there ways that I can support you? Really build yourself up around these people. And even some of your recent graduates as well. Some of your friends that may be in, maybe not the exact same profession if you can't find any, but those that may be in um, kind of adjacent professions it is very, very important to start nurturing that professional network that you have so that you have, again, that extra edge. It doesn't necessarily just have to be your extra degree, but also those relationships that you have so you can get there a little bit quicker. There have been so some, so many times in my professional career and Courtney's professional career where we've been able to skip a couple of steps or we've been able to improve our um desirability to employers or other folks because we have those relationships. So I definitely say leverage the people that you have around you at this time, especially those that are either currently on the course, have been on the course, or those that are in adjacent um, industries. Mm. In terms of communicating this change of heart to your parents, I think it's very much about sitting down and ensuring that your parents have the full context of the decision that you've made, because you've actually made a very sensible decision Mm. in the grand scheme of things. I think sometimes, obviously, our parents they grew up in a different generation they had a whole different set of um circumstances and a different context really um we're living in a time where you know those vocational careers may not actually be the best economically they Mm -hmm. may not be the best in terms of prestige there are a whole bunch of other industries that are opening up in society and sectors that are opening up that are ripe with innovation and ripe spaces for you to really carve out a really wonderful career for yourself and i think prefacing it with that and saying you know it's not just that I've made this decision but mother father I have been looking at the economic landscape and this is where we're at as much as being a doctor is incredible and I would love that or you know entering into medicine whatever kind of space or um, area within medicine you were intending to go in you've had a reality check you've looked at the economic landscape you've Mm. thought about um, the long-term career trajectory you've thought about you know, how consulting is going to set you up for life. Because at the end of the day, most parents actually just want the best for their kids. So going in with that, I know that you want the best for me and the best for me to you looks like me being a doctor or Mm. going into um, a medical profession. However, let me convince you why that may not be the best because of the change of circumstance that we're currently experiencing now. Um, My parents, for example, they were like, you need to be a lawyer. I hated law. I just thought it was the most boring thing ever. And having to have that conversation with my parents to say, look, mom, dad, I love you guys, but this is not going to work. Not just because I'm being like a rebellious kid that wants to do something different. I've actually sat down with the principles that you taught me thinking about how I can set my future up properly. And I think that this is setting me up better than that. Maybe that would have, you know, worked 10 years ago or 20 years ago or whenever. But now looking at, you know, the current forecast, what the future is looking like, Mm -hmm. this makes the most sense because and present an actual argument to your parents and really, again, affirm it and couch it in that. I know you care for me and I know you want the best for me and I also want the best for me, too. And this is how I'm going to, to, to get that. So really showing how you've thought practically about how this is going to set you up for life is definitely what I would say. And then also give them some space to actually process. You might find yourself having to have multiple conversations. There won't be the conversation. They will still bring it up again and again. Even now, my parents would be asking me, so Renee, what is it that you you do again? 
Um, but giving them time to really process that, answering their questions, um, getting buy-in might actually be a process as opposed to, you know, just Most one conversation, definitely. especially when it's a 40K investment. Yes. Um, so very much, you know, very, very well considered that. And also don't be too afraid. I think you're in a wonderful space. You've graduated with no student loans, mm-hmm. no student debt. That's f- a phenomenal place to be. And I think that's even more compelling to your parents, right? Yeah. You can actually take this quote unquote risk that will eventually pay off look at the you know salaries or look at the opportunities that are available after graduation yeah. so it is don't see it as a cash loss really present it to them as an investment they are investing in you there investing in your future kind of like just go with that uh seven powerpoint slide yeah to your literally parents and stuff um literally. but yeah that's that's what i would yeah would advise, I, but I think you've covered ahead, everything please. i think naturally risk comes with some anxieties it comes with some worries and nothing in the future is ever guaranteed right however i think if you've found medicine or the medical field is not for me Mm. and this pivot that i'm making even if it's solely based off passion i think if you have the zeal to go into consulting to go into the it space and really you know apply the skills and the the academic excellence right you're clearly a very academically astute and intelligent person to have a 3.89 GPA and so applying that to that almost does point to the fact that you will be successful once you enter into this new space and I think if you're operating in a space where you truly are happy or at least more interested and intrigued by the work that you are doing you are probably setting yourself up to flourish more I completely agree with the point and want to echo the fact that you may need to network a bit more Mm. as well it won't just be this degree that probably carries you through but really learn from um, the guy who has basically done you know the things that you are doing you know started off with public health has done this master's degree and is now sitting in a job which is very similar to maybe your future ambitions Mm -hmm. definitely learn from people who have gone a few steps ahead of you but also have made those pivots it may be worth also asking him how did you find the transition how did you find the pivot but also what skill sets did you acquire from public health that you're Mm -hmm. now able to implement in the IT space and how can I make the most of this master's which I've now applied for because a part of me is I have no doubt to some degree that you're actually (laughs) going to get into this master's program. And I really hope that you do um, Mm. and that you flourish in it. But again, do not be disheartened by the fact that you've applied for loads of jobs and you haven't gotten Mm. anything. Because honestly, the labor and the job market right now, especially post pandemic is absolutely crazy. And I would encourage you to say that you are pivoting into something which has exponential growth potential, especially now that we're living in a digital era. And so you are kind of future-proofing yourself as well, um, which I think goes well into my last point, which is like Renee said, presenting this as an investment. And for yourself as well, thinking about this as an investment, an investment into your earning potential, into your career trajectory, an investment into ultimately your future, but also communicate it to your parents as an investment, one that has been considered with wisdom, one that you have looked at the risk, you have looked at the time investment. And I do understand that there would be, you know, I understand the worry you have concerning if my parents don't buy into this, then there's not going to be any financial assistance. Mm. And I completely understand that. But one thing I will say is if this 
this is something that you are committed to as a plan, you need to bet on yourself. And I think a lot of times we look for other people to bet on us, but really and truly, it just requires you to bet on yourself yeah. and surround yourself with maybe other community members, other you know stakeholders in your life who are willing to go out that journey with you. But your parents probably are not going to disown you because you've decided not to become a medical professional. They're probably just going to stand back a little bit and watch your decisions play yeah. out. And sometimes that can feel a bit lonely, but honestly, this is your time to shine. This is your time to sparkle. And this is an opportunity you have now to really believe in yourself mm -hmm. and take this leap into this new part of your future. And so the last thing is if your parents do not give you the financial assistance and you do need to get student loans, there is absolutely no shame in that. Yep, there is, right. I know that it is a big financial burden to take on, but again, it is an investment into your future. And I know student loan debt globally is something that hey. a lot of people, especially in the Shut United up. States, but also here in the UK, a lot of people are dealing with. However, you're not the first and you're not the last. Mm. There are so many people who have taken out student loans and yes, they have, you know, they probably are thinking, damn, I got all this money to pay back. However, they are able to pay it back because they made strategic investments into their education, which skyrocketed their earning potential. And if you already know somebody who's in a, you know, a position now where they're earning over a hundred thousand dollars a year, student loan repayments may not actually crush you, right? And so it may be worth, especially considering you don't have debt from undergrad preceding mm. this, it's going to be, you know, a $40,000 loan or, you know, around that amount. People have hundreds of thousands of hundreds. dollars in loans, right? Eesh. And so what you're taking on isn't maybe, I'm, I'm, and I don't know your particular situation or what your future will look like, but it may not be crippling debt. And I think it may be worth looking at this in a, in a perspective where you're not afraid of the debt but you are seeing the loan as an investment into your future to make it possible for you to not only cover the loan but also mm. cover the life that you want I think growing up a lot of us if you're anything like us like your relationship with debt even the word can spark a lot of fear and can revolve around fear and viewing it as something really really negative yeah. but I think you are looking to get this loan for a really good reason and it seems as though if you do the networking if you ace your academics and you continue to look into what flourishing in this path will look like you're actually setting yourself up to make that money back 10 times over in the next five years and that's absolutely amazing so sister be reassured you seem to have made some really good choices so far great and you ones. can bet on yourself and that system of thinking that you already have to be able to make great ones in the future and this seems like a really well thought out idea and continue to pray about it continue to think about it continue to surround yourself with people who can help you on this journey and I am sure like Renee said once your parents see that you are happy once they see that you are provided for and you are not struggling mm. they will completely be on board and you can buy you know your mum a really nice bag take your dad out to no, a really I'm nice screaming. lunch <laughs> get her a little Louis <laughs> get a them a one. little something, something nice and then and I'm, I'm telling you that tree will change. Um, I always knew you should have done that fam. consulting. I don't know why we're giving them West African uh, uh, accents when your parents could be from somewhere else. But yeah, honestly, we good. are children of the diaspora. A lot of us have been there, but also just communicating things to a different generation. It's yeah. like what you said, there's that generational aspect, which is something mm -hmm. that worked 30 years ago, may not work now. But even if it's not an economic decision, it could be just a passion decision, mm -hmm. a passion driven mm -hmm. decision. And I think it's important to do the things that you actually like. And I hope that you like this new career path which you are about to explore and definitely tend send us a selfie
selfie from your, you know, top floor office Please. when you start working at one of the big four or something. Also, ladies, with your graduation photos, like tag us <laughs> or something or send us oh, the photos. Please, We'd love to celebrate you. Like, actually, please. it brings tag us so much. Oh, yeah, so tag much us on more. Instagram stories or something so we can repost you and we can all just celebrate you because graduating is not an easy it's feat. Not, you know. It is not easy. And as people who have studied and studied real hard, damn. We want to celebrate you. Let's go. Popping <laughs> bottles, baby. You. But hopefully that answer to uh, the dilemma was helpful. And on to the next one. Well, let's get through them. Next dilemma. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, ladies. I'm writing to you from South Africa. Love to see you. Love our South African sisters. You already know. We love you guys. (laughs) Um, I hope you have been. I hope you have. Hello, ladies. I'm writing to you from South Africa. Oh, I hope. You, oh, English. Sorry, that was me. I hope you have been and are oh, doing well. There was no punctuation, so I was like, "Does this make sense?" I want to start off by saying I love, love, love your podcast. Thank I've, you. Thank you so much. Sorry, it was my own that, that threw us off. Um, I have had a crush on this boy from my church for a few months now, and eventually we became friends and exchanged numbers. Okay. He didn't know I liked him when we became friends because I didn't tell anyone. The first night we went on a call together, he asked me if I wanted to have a threesome with him. Uh oh. I was, <laughs> I, we've started. I was shocked and offended, but I let that slide. Shocked and offended. And a few weeks later, he wasn't doing well mentally and emotionally and wouldn't get out of his room. So I visited him with his favorite snacks and the intention to make him leave the house. Long story short, we ended up sleeping together and when i went home that must have been a very long story hey very long (laughs) or a short one um and when i went home i was devastated because i didn't want our friendship to be like that and i had been trying to stay celibate and fix my relationship with god and to be honest it had been going well it's been a week now since that incident and i finally told him i like him and he said he's currently not in the right space for a relationship Mm. and i understand because i've seen how much his he's been battling with his mental health. Mm. Although he said that he also mentioned that he doesn't want to lose me, even if we just stay as platonic friends. But he's, he does still make these sexual remarks, mm. suggesting that he wants to sleep with me. To make things worse, we realize that we have a soul tie together where we try to stay away from each other. I really like this guy and I actually thought I could build something with him. I don't know what to do. Please help. Would appreciate your response. Thanks in advance. Oh, okay. Well, ring the alarm. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. The threesome caught me off guard. That's on the first call. Wow. You should have known what he was on from there. Don't Christ. assume just Christ. because you met somebody in a space which should suggest they should have certain values that they will necessarily stay true to those certain values. Yes. Um, church is not full of perfect people and you yes. cannot just simply assume because you met somebody in church yes. that they hold or are practic- practicing, sorry, 
biblical values. And again, everyone's on a different journey with that. Everyone's at a very different stage with their faith walk. Um, and so, yeah, he may be, and he may just be slipping, slipping up. But in this case, Three it times. seems like actually <laughs> he, um, is on something completely different and I, I get it. You like him, but if your values do not align, this isn't something that may be worth pursuing. Mm. Um, in terms of, Okay, the first conversation you had, he brought up a threesome. That to me is like, okay, red flag. You're oh, not on big, the same principles big. as me. I'm trying to, you know, take my celibacy seriously and you feel comfortable enough, you know, to you're you're in that place sexually. Um, you feel comfortable enough to bring this on up in the first conversation. We're not we're not on the same page. And personally, for me, you should have left it there, yep. right? Sure. Um, but then again, pursuing a friendship, you're trying to pursue a friendship and you still have your feelings. Feelings don't go away overnight. Right. And you trying to be a good friend, you've now ended up sleeping with him. Um, and honestly, people slip up on their, you know, celibacy, abstinence journeys all the time, right? right? And it's not to condone it. It's not but I certainly don't want to judge you or shame you either. It's something that um, you fall down once, you get up again, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. And I think it's important for you to remind yourself that, okay, that was a slip up, but now what can you learn from that situation? Okay. Was it that, you know, certain boundaries were not communicated well? Did you, were you just tempted to the point where, and you were tempted and the environment lacked accountability. It lacked any, um, I guess, parameters that would have stopped you from falling. So now this is a great mm. thing to learn to now apply to other situations where you you may find yourself in, right? Because you trying to be a good friend, you know, trying to go and support your friend during a mental health situation, Absolutely. now ending up in that situation. I know there's a long story you didn't want to explain, but these things don't just happen. It's usually that we know we're about to cross a boundary and we have an internal conversation mm -hmm. in our own minds with our own selves and our own values. Mm. And we get so caught up in the moment that we do not stop ourselves we do not self-regulate and we do not hold ourselves accountable to them and it's way easier said now you know in retrospect and in hindsight than it is done in the moment however I think it's worth learning from that situation where did things go wrong mm -hmm. right was it that I should have gone over with someone else? Should mm. I have had accountability present yeah. to have stopped us from crossing that line? Because I already know he's quite a sexual person. Mm -hmm. I also know what journey I'm on and how I want to live my life. And so if me and you are alone in a room, you ain't going to stop me. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? And if I don't have the self, no, and no, no. And it, we can often say in that moment, oh no, I, I will have the self-control. No, 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 no. Do not bet on yourself that <laughs> much. <laughs> Don't take the last advice from See, the last dilemma. Say, sister, what's better on yourself? Don't believe in yourself at all. <laughs> no, because so many times with like celibacy, we'll be like, no, if I'm in the situation, Facts. I'll be able to hold myself. Facts. Mm. And then all of a sudden, your legs spread open. Mm, and you, you don't know how it happened. Huh? And, you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm saying this because with everything, right? It crosses over into different examples exactly. of life. It's like food. You tell yourself, I'm on a diet, I'm on a diet. But all it takes is somebody bringing home a cupcake. 100%. For you to At now slip up, up if when, for you to up. now be like, damn, that sugar ban, it starts next week yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, Do you get yeah. what I mean? And so 
all of us go through it in some way. And so do not beat yourself up about this, but do use this as a point of evaluation. Use this as a time to really address your boundaries as well and how you can now operate in wisdom. A lot of the goals that we have do not just miraculously happen because we desire them. They require a lot of parameters to be put in place, a lot of um, different processes and procedures to be put in place. Mm -hmm. And I know it Mm -hmm. may sound Mm -hmm. anal, however, that might not be the right word to use in this situation. (laughs) I know it might sound pedantic or meticulous but when it comes down to actually wanting to achieve a goal like you know saving yourself to marriage or whatever um you know practicing sexual abstinence you need to put those kind of processes in place and so yeah like I said it may be that next time you go over to a man's house who you may be attracted to or anything like that you go with other people and I think generally this is something that's quite understood in faith-based communities you know if you lot are linking up you're young you're hot you're fiery the body the body is ginger and so you should go in groups you know go two by two as Jesus said where two or three where two or three hallelujah (laughs) or four if you really want the spirit to move um definitely go with other people but now in terms of moving forward just because you know you slept with somebody doesn't always mean it's going to move forward in a relationship and I I get why that may have been you know something you thought about especially because you liked him but with him not being in the headspace for a relationship but still wanting to be friends with benefits I think now again you need to start asking yourself is this really what you want for yourself does that align with the goals Mm. that you have for yourself and your spiritual journey and if because you are trying to practice celibacy it clearly doesn't and Mm -hmm. so I can say with full certainty this man cannot be your friend if i'm going to be very honest with you he cannot be he can be an acquaintance he can be somebody who you see in your same community you know but distance is completely necessary especially because there has been a crossing of boundaries Mm. before and what's oftentimes when we've tasted something it's easy to go back to that thing right it's easy to do what's already been done you've already got images you've already got experience you've already got memories and Honestly, I wouldn't go back there. Now, as for the soul time, this will be interesting because I have a very, I don't know about Renee, I don't know about you, but I have a very interesting relationship with the concept of soul ties. But I think if you can see that there may be some kind of like dependency and emotional codependency emerging there, then definitely pay attention to that and be like, this isn't something that I want to see continue. This isn't something that I want to see, you know, get worse before it gets better. Actually, I can use wisdom. I can use maturity to exercise self-control, but also distance Mm. from this person who I know may not actually be the best for 100%. me, especially in the headspace that they are at. And so I personally wouldn't advise pursuing a friendship. I think that maybe you can be friends within community or wider friendship group. He goes to my church. But again, boundaries is what's going to be really important here. But definitely don't feel any shame mm-hmm. um, about it. Pick yourself right back up and analyze things and move forward Get with on. wisdom. How about you? Hey, you that say? was point evidence is Felinisha and link back to the question. <laughs> I think you answered that perfectly. It's a Thank 29 out of much. 29. You know, they Thank don't you. give um, what do you call it? 30s. Yeah, 29 out of 30. So yeah, they don't give 30s. They say also, <laughs> you know, you need an extra pizzazz. I would personally give it a 30. If I'm I was in IQI, babe. I'm 100% babe. If I was in IQI, I would give you a 30 out of 30 for Thank that one, mate. But you know, regulation and whatnot. <laughs> um, but no, absolutely love that answer top yeah. to bottom, literally. That big red flag, that threesome baby on the first call. Shit, I'm ring, ring, and ring. There are so, I'm telling you. Call the police. <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of people approach you with the guise of, oh, you know, I, we share the same principles because we exist in the same spaces. 
Mm-mm-mm. It is out of the heart will flow. There we go. Out of the you, if I will is hear a gap, your This issues. is the thing. We need to test things. Thank you. And by tested, I don't mean having sex. I mean, are your actions matching your words when you're speaking? What you're doing, mm-hmm. do they match? Do, you not do you know what I mean? Anything. Is there some kind of cognitive dissonance? And I think a lot of us go through this where there will be times and seasons where we're going through things which may compel us into behaviors which cause us to be far from our principles. Yeah. So don't be assuming that just because he's a church boy or just because he's somebody that goes to specific spaces that that is his identity, yeah. right? It may be an aspect of his identity, but what you need to figure out is, is he an integral person? Mm. Is he Does he have integrity? Mm. Is his actions matching up to his words? If on the first call, this guy is a church guy, goes to a Bible-believing church mm. that, you know, believes in celibacy, abstinence, all that kind of stuff, and is asking you about, let's have a threesome on the first call, baby. On the first call, it's not even like he said, let me Mm-mm. romance you That's what I'm saying. It's on, like the on the first call. That bad is far. <laughs> on the first call. And trust me, like this is no judgment. Like far. people are in, like I said, in different places in right. their spiritual walk, right? But one thing that I never want any of the sisters to get hoodwinked by, and this is not just through, you know, relationships, mm-hmm. but also in friendships. Faith is something that changes you on the inside. And that journey does take time. The process of transformation, transforming the way you think, the way you speak to people, it takes time, right? But you need to allow people to show you that that work is happening, right? And if on the first call, you can see you still need a lot of work to be done on renewing your mind. This ain't the person I can find myself in a relationship with right now. I need more men to be afraid. And let me explain. There we go. I need you to be more afraid of the Lord because the bad, <laughs> no, no, no. first and foremost, you For need real? to be afraid of the Lord because fear of the Lord, that respect, <sighs> right? As Courtney was saying, like, I need to see that there is some kind of work that is yeah. going on. Like that needs to be a struggle. I, f- I, the way that dilemma came out, I don't think that by a struggle to say, I want a, a threesome with At you. all. There was no struggle. There was At no strength. All. He wasn't fighting with mm, the flesh. There he, is, said, he partnered the with The sermon would have been easier. This is true. That red flag. Burgundy. But I need to see more struggle in your flesh. Like I, mm. if this is a burden that he's going through, then there needs to be clear indicators that he is doing what he can to make sure that he doesn't succumb to it. And if he is succumbing to it, we have already said that, you know, the flesh is a terrible leader. It will lead you to and death. That's why flesh weak. dies. Exactly. It's weak. That's a terrible leader. And I think when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Mm. And I think in this particular um, circumstance, a good old boy has shown you who he is right now. And you need to go off of the right now. Mm. Not the, oh, when he's healed, I'm sure he's going to be better. Not mm-hmm. the, oh, he has potential. Mm. Especially when he's actually not demonstrated anything to show that he is working towards a better version definitely. of himself presently. So I would definitely say distance is very, very important here because it's clear that, at least from this di- this presentation of him in um, interactions with you, that he lacks the capacity to do that with you, yeah. to do that work with you, to do that work for himself, but then equally to do that work with you. And he's actually been honest and said, look, yes. I'm not ready for a relationship. Mm. So now the decision lies with you as to whether you want to pursue mm. this relationship mm. or rather situation, which is what this will become. Most definitely. He has been honest and straight off the bat and said, look, yeah, we, you know, we did a thing. I want a threesome, yeah. all this kind of stuff. I'm going through it right now. Yeah. I'm not ready to have a relationship, but I still want access to you. I think he's actually done a courteous thing in letting you know because there are lots of other sisters that have been in situations like this who have been strung along, not knowing or not having that clarity. He's now giving you that clarity and it's clear that that clarity means that there is a clashing somewhere. You want to be abstinent. He does not. 
you want to pursue this relationship with Christ in this particular way, he does not. It is very yeah. clear. Emotions make it difficult, but also when you care for somebody, mm. like you genuinely want them to be better, sometimes we take up the false responsibility of trying to heal that person. There we go. And this is where the second fear the I need for this man needs to come into. And that is fear of, uh, he needs some accountability. Yeah. Fear of accountability. And this is where, again, other people come into the picture. Beyond having like friends and folks going, being around you guys, who is his accountability? Beyond attending church, does he have some kind of accountability figure? Does he have mentors in his life? Does he have friends, like male friends in his life as well? Like who does he actually have around him beyond you two? Because these would ostensibly be your community if you were to pursue a relationship. If you guys were to find yourself in trouble, even for you, it's a good question to ask for yourself. Who is your accountability beyond us giving you this advice you also need other sisters to go to and say sis i'm actually roasting right now like i'm horny right now i'm about to call that guy that said he wanted a threesome you need to have people that are around you as well beyond us to actually call and be like yo help me out here to actually like talk some sense into you in that particular moment so for the both of you do you have accountability? And if one of you doesn't, particularly on his side, then are you really aligned here? Yes. Are you really um, able to pursue this as a relationship? Mm. To me, the obvious answer is no. So that distance again is required. Yeah. And I think sis, please, as Courtney said, we're not here to shame anybody. Women have been shamed across oh. history. It's enough, it's oh, enough. Tired. They've been shamed, we're tired. We've been shamed for <laughs> centuries now. So we're not here to shame you. We are here to tell you though that, Okay, people make mistakes, but don't be a fool twice. Mm. You're allowed to be a fool once, but if you're a fool twice mm. or more, d- <laughs> more than that, that baby really some some kind of deliverance mm. or something like mm. that. So don't allow to don't <laughs> allow oh, yourself. Nah, because sometimes you know them ones where it's like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, this is this, the fifth exactly. time. Exactly, you know. You know That's now. The thing. This is yes. different. You know now. There's clarity now. Yes. There's clear red flags. There's clear things that are showing you that this is not going to work out. Mm. So you would have to sit with the consequences of that decision should mm. you pursue this. Yeah. This is your side, sis, let that one let go. That and go. also maybe support him in finding other people to support him, yes. right? Support him in finding other, you know, male communities that he can go to, to, you know, talk about his mental, yeah. um, emotional um, well-being because you can't be that for there him. That can sometimes be an avenue into us compromising on our ideals. Yeah. That under the guise of, oh, I care yeah. for him. It's how you got trapped in the first place. I was literally going to say, this is exactly how you got in that situation in the first place. But also I know it can be very tempting because, you know, we want to help people. We want to be friends with people. But it's actually when people are in these most vulnerable situations where they are going through a mental health or emotional struggle um, or like a very tough period in their life that they then turn back to their vices. Right. So I actually don't want to like, I want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, which is he probably, he may actually be trying to go on this faith journey and be a better person. But because of the struggles in his life, he's turning back to the, as most of us do actually, in times of stress, we Mm. turn back to our vices, whether it's food, sex, um, people who, toxic people, toxic environments, things like that. Things we know shouldn't, won't help us, but actually in a previous season, in a former version of ourselves actually brought us comfort and you don't want to find yourself in that situation providing him comfort in that way because that doesn't Mm. align with who you are and so I know you want to be around him to provide him with support but if the support that he may be looking for could be completely counterproductive to your goals you need to go and find him that support elsewhere which is allowing him to find other friends who can help him on that journey especially male ones a hundred percent and look let's keep it real sis maybe it was good 
Maybe you had a great I'm telling time. you. They I'm just, telling you. you. Now you've you got the memories the and the flashbacks. Uh, you won't be the first and you won't be the last. And maybe that's what's contributing to this whole idea of soul tie. Mm. In fact, don't be bamboozled by a soul tie being this big thing that mm. you now can't overcome. I think even that, that's given a lot of a power. power to that particular yeah. bond. And I think even in that, right, sometimes we, this whole like soul tie, like narrative yes. can give a lot of undue and unnecessary power exactly. to something that within our faith, we have already overcome. Yes. So don't allow yourself to be bound up in this mm-hmm. whole idea of, oh, I'm bound to him now, mm-hmm. so I have to make Mm-mm. do. There's been far too many women. To Let me tell you, the sisters that are listening right now, whatever is, is holding free, you, right? Okay. Whatever is holding you back, whatever's holding you down, whatever thing that you feel like you are tied to, the faith that we believe in, the God that we believe in says, baby, you have overcome. You have overcome it says you in the word, it says you are more than a conqueror. There you go. And you have conquered this one. There we go. And look, sis, yeah. Maybe it felt good. As yeah. Courtney said, you have the memories, you have all of that kind of stuff. But again, it's about the renewing of the mind yes. on a daily basis. Take those active steps to start untangling yourself or you know, distancing yourself. Yeah. Again, that's why distance is important. And quite frankly, don't go over with food. Send that man a delivery voucher. If that if that baby if that, if that baby if that and the best way to like deliver yourself from any kind of bondage is to continue to resist temptation there we go and i know that it, you know temptations will come you've probably got great memories of 100%. this situation and you liked him you 100%. know and, you know probably have emotional fondness there there will be temptations that present themselves to you and come into your mind and your heart to tell you to go back to something which actually doesn't serve your journey you must resist temptation it's hard it's way easier said Get than out. done but you must resist temptation right. in this situation okay get behind these satan, satan. Mm. Mm. get out of here get out of here get out of here kick rocks <laughs> <laughs> kick rocks that is one of my favorite <laughs> sayings ever kick rocks go back home johnny get out of here <laughs> nobody wants you all right dilemma number three hi sisters i have hey. been listening to the podcast for a minute and i always tell people how much this podcast has truly changed my life i truly love this platform and community you both have created Aww. now sis let's get into the tea okay. i am in college and I feel as though one of my closest friends isn't the same friend to me as I am to her. Background. She was my first friend ever at college and has become my bestie as we have navigated life's challenges together being so far from home. A part of our friendship, I have made it a priority to show up for her, whether that be attending events, award ceremonies or crises such as hospital. Anytime she is doing something, it is expected of me to be there. However, it is not a priority of hers to show up for me. Mm -hmm. I recently started an initiative on campus about women focusing on putting themselves first before investing into the community mm. oh love that that's wonderful she has never attended one meeting hey. <laughs> hey. i have won multiple awards she has never shown up to a ceremony hey I do want to note she shows up to the big things. For example, taking me to the airport, moving into storage, okay. eating. Well, that's kind of not yeah. the big thing. Okay, okay. Others, yeah. But that is not what matters most to me. I want my friend to celebrate me too. Okay. When I address this issue to her, she escaped accountability by blaming it on external factors rather than acknowledging where I was coming from. Mm. For example, she was in a relationship and completely shut me out but claims it's because of other things. This is just one example of a grievance I brought to her where I felt she was putting a man over our friendship Mm. although we are back on good terms i cannot shake the feeling that she really isn't a good friend to me side note this is the first major issue we have ever had i believe that continuing the friendship is me settling but i do not want to stay in a friendship i know where i'm settling for a part-time friend when i am a full-time sister do i keep the friendship or cut things off 
Sincerely, your little sister. Oh, you little hey girl. Hey, we love the little sisters. sisters. We are the youngins, you know, fresh and whatnot. I'm acting like we're mad older. We're really oh, not. <laughs> First of all, sis, um, I am sorry to hear that this has been your experience and that you've been feeling this way. It's never nice to feel like people are not showing up for you, mm. especially when you feel like you've been putting so much effort into showing up for them. Mm. And I appreciate the nuance and the grace that you've given your friend thus far. And also, I actually appreciate the attempt that you've had a couple of times, it seems, to have those conversations with her mm-hmm. where you bring up some of the issues that you have, you know, have had previously. In terms of cutting off, I think let's like steer away from that for now because for us, you know, cutting off is always going to be that's a the very, last that's resort. That's the last resort. The last resort. So let's steer away from the cutting off for now, <laughs> unless you know, you know it's the babe does something that is like immediate. You know, bring it let's bring it back. It's very much a spectrum. Yeah. Um, I think it's very much about having multiple conversations. I think this was something that we mentioned earlier on in um, the first dilemma actually around resolution sometimes doesn't look like something that can be um, achieved overnight. Sometimes it's an adjustment over a season or a period of time. And you mentioned that this is one of your first friends from, you know, college and you're going through a very serious like transition period where people are still figuring out things. This is not to make any excuses because I know you ain't trying to hear no excuses. You said it in your (laughs) dilemma, but- College is a time where many of us are trying to figure out adulting, trying to figure out who we are, trying to understand what our character is like, what who we are as people, essentially. Mm. So there's definitely going to be a bit of bumps and bruises where folks get unintentionally burned. Now, it sounds like it doesn't sound like she is an insidious kind of person that yes. actually doesn't like you because she showed up for you in certain situations. Yeah. Some of the things that you said, you know, were big. It's like, damn, these are really important Mm. places and opportunities for her to show up as a real friend because I think the reverse actually where people can go to things like awards and the things that you celebrate in public but not show up for you in private and it seems that while she hasn't got the balance right in your eyes there are some moments where she's actually showed up for you so I think even in your conversations, maybe leading with that and saying, yeah. look, I know there's been some real strong attempts to support me and I've appreciated you in attempting to support me in this way because I think in navigating those conversations, it's easy to trigger somebody's defensiveness if you don't acknowledge the fact that they're actually trying. Yeah. And to me, from this dilemma, it sounds like a sis has been trying and I hear it, but I also, like I, I understand that when you get into a relationship, it can be very difficult to try and navigate, okay, what's the correct balance Mm. um, between spending time with your partner, but then also spending time with your friend. People get it wrong all the time. And I think, again, bringing it up to her um, in a way that acknowledges that she's trying um, will soften the blow a little bit, but also give her some um, acknowledgement and some affirmation that you actually Mm. do care about her. Um, So I definitely think, rather than doing like that one big conversation, it's sink or swim, we're either going to be friends or not. I would very much see this as almost like a opportunity for you to work at your relationship. And I think one thing that we need to remember with friendships is much like romantic relationships past the honeymoon um, phase, we need to work at this thing and we're not going to get it right. And there will be extended seasons where this thing is hard or like, Mm. I might not like you or you're not showing up for me in this particular way. But it's that persistence and understanding and ascertaining, is this something that both of us are committed to working on? Good. So starting the conversations again with 
affirming your sis, your, your good sis, affirming your friend, and then saying, look, is this something that you want to us to commit mm. to over the long haul? Um, what are particular areas that you would like us to focus on? And really opening this up to be a reciprocated conversation. Um, and then framing some of these shortfallings as needs, mm. right? It is, uh, rather than saying, you haven't shown up for me yeah. here, it's a, hey sis, I love that you've done this for me, yeah. but my particular needs in this season are, I would love to be celebrated more because yeah. I really enjoy affirmation and it really builds my confidence that is such an easier sell than baby you ain't showing up for me and it's also less um provocative um it's coming from a place of love and it's framing it as a need something that you know the other person can potentially fulfill and i think also extending the hand to her um as much as we can have in our own minds you know i've been showing up for you i've been going to everything do you and are you certain that's what she needs from you right now because you may be showing up for her in the way that you want to be showed for showed up for but are you sure that that's what she needs like in terms of that reciprocated conversation have you sat her down and said okay sis what are your needs in this particular season Mm -hmm. um equally equally when sis was going through when she was kind of sharing all of these different things that she said she had been going through did you really sit with that and think okay cool how could this have been impacting her behavior did you really give her the benefit of the doubt did you assume the best of intentions Mm. because those could have been real barriers when it came to showing up for you um and then also being very proactive okay maybe it might not be that she needs you to be at every event whereas you might want her to be at more events maybe it might be a actually I want to have more like phone calls with you or maybe I kind of want more affirmation from you or maybe I want more kind of sentimental um, moments with you as opposed to just you coming to all of my events. Mm. So I think really giving the benefit of the doubt, extending grace to both parties, really establishing for both of you that this is a relationship that you care about and you're willing to work for and then affirming each other and saying look I love you sis and I want us to build this relationship and continue and then thinking about okay what are the practical needs that both of us have and then what can we actually do like can we meet that need and also not having resentment when it may not be possible because it may not be a she may not like be trying to shade you by not coming to your events Mm -hmm. it's hard to come Mm -hmm. to everything you know Mm -hmm. you might be like and this is something that I have like struggled with where it's like, it's easy for you to give somebody the love that you're used to. Yeah. And then you find it difficult when they're not able to reciprocate in that exact yeah. way, right? Like you may be the kind of person that's like, I can show up to everything. I'm going to prioritize you. But other people actually just don't think like that. Like that's not the way they've been wired. Um, so I think having those conversations, giving that grace and structuring it like that yeah. will help you and help this relationship Most a ton. But definitely. I definitely don't think that you guys are at, you know, sink or swim. We br- we burn in this bridge. It sound like it. Nah, it's, I think it's extending the leaf. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think from the way you've put this dilemma, it could seem like your friend has actually expressed to you that Mm. there are a lot of different things happening in her life but because you may not have seen those things if they were happening to you as a challenge you're kind of looking at her thinking so what's the I'm not hearing an obstacle here Um, and I think empathy may be really important but also this is a great insight into how you can actually support her how she presently needs it it's very easy to go to oh no you're in a relationship that's what's changed everything but also she actually just laid in front of you maybe yeah. several other things which have changed a lot for her and I think you're you're both still in college which means that she's probably still studying probably still trying to understand and grab her bearings around certain things as well and as much as yes you need her to show up for you in this particular way the way that she needs you to show up for her may have actually changed mm. um, and it's worth actually rehashing 
those conversations out right. as well. And I comp- I really love that you put out that this is a great way to express your needs. This is a great opportunity to express what it is you actually want and mm. need. And I think a lot of us are scared to express our needs because one, we're scared of disappointment yeah. or two, we just don't want to seem needy, but we as friends need things. And so it's important for you to be able to outline to your friend that, hey, this is like you said, Renee, this is actually how I need you to show up mm-hmm. for me in this season of my life. I would like for you to attend events and stuff like that. And really hearing out why she can't and seeing how you can then help support her. Um, I also think sometimes we expect that support l- looks 50-50 yes. um, in certain seasons of sure. life. And sometimes actually you do need to show up a little bit more for your friends in certain seasons of their life. And it may feel like, oh, but I don't want to put my stuff on the back burner. Mm. But I guarantee you once certain circumstances in their life change, you then feel a lot more loved and appreciated because they have the capacity to actually love you well. And I know some people may see that as unfair or some balance, but sometimes that's just the nature of relationships yeah, for course, a man. short season. And that's worth also speaking about, which is if this happens continually, mm. then it's not a season. Wrap it up. There is actually an imbalance here, yeah. but this could actually be for a season. I think that takes not only, you know, an internal conversation with yourself and self-awareness, but also speaking actually mm-hmm. having the conversation with her multiple times. And it does seem like she showed up for you in, in different ways. And it may not be in the way that you receive love, but it could be in the way that she expresses love. And so yeah. to her, she's actually loved you well. Um, but I think it's it's about understanding each other now and being clear about what and vulnerable, vulnerably communicating what it is that you need. Um, and that's okay. And like Renee said, it it may require multiple conversations and I hope that you have the patience mm, for that as yeah. well. But yeah, I think yeah. if you cut off somebody at this point, you're going to be disappointed with relationships in life in general Point blank because period. things don't, things aren't black and white. It's so unfortunate. We wish it was, but you also can't control everything. And this mm. is something I really wanted to emphasize from hearing this dilemma. Don't try and control how people behave towards you. Give them the opportunity to yeah. actually show up and behave in their best way, right? Towards you and accept and and decide whether that's something you're willing to accept, but you cannot control exactly how people show up for you, exactly what it is they say and they do around you. You're not, you're not a mind controller. You're Mm -hmm, not someone mm -hmm. who should control people's behavior like that. Um, And so maybe it's worth like inviting her to stuff. You may also be trying to expect her to do things intuitively, but maybe she's also waiting for you to like extend an invitation. And I know for a lot of us, it's like, why would I need to do that? But like you said, everyone is wired differently. Mm -hmm. Like I remember asking my mom when we moved to this place, my mom never came to visit me. And I was like, why ain't you been to my house? Like, I moved. I'm your daughter. Minute, you, you don't want to see where I live. I could be living in squalor. And you don't even know. And she was like, you never invited me to your house. Mm. And in my head, it was like, you're my mom. You should be like, I'm coming to your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, Mm-mm-mm. the way I see things is you should invite me to your home. Right. And I was like, yeah, you're right you right you're right so to her it's like there's actually not been an opportunity maybe for me to show up for you in the way that you want me to because yeah. you're assuming yeah, yeah, that yeah. i will just think in this way bring myself but there 
everyone is different especially when if you you meet someone at college you're not probably coming from the same culture yeah, yeah, from the yeah. same background how things are done may be different so in my head I think this is a great opportunity to now start forming your own culture and start you know getting on the same page and getting to that mutual understanding of how you want to show up for each other as friends but also contextualizing it in everyone's present capacity and thinking how can you serve your friend but also now how can your friend actually show up for you now that you've clearly expressed your needs and there's something you can hold her accountable to which is this conversation so i hope that that was helpful girl and on to the last dilemma hey renee and courtney i'm a devoted listener of your podcast and i wanted to reach out to you for some advice recently i had an experience that has left me feeling devastated and unsure of how to move forward a week ago my boyfriend and i had sex in his mother's house hey the girls are having the girls are knocking the girls are having sex (laughs) oh my god all this penis patrol (laughs) patrol. (laughs) get it away nasty anti-bat get away (laughs) my god all this penis going around okay Lurgies. It was my fi- oh god, <laughs> big lurgies, big ones. It was my first time meeting his mom, okay. and while I have spoken with his sisters a few times over video call, I had never met any of his family in person before. Mm. The day before, I noticed a sore near my genitals. Mm. I have had similar sores in the past, particularly during my periods or after Mm. shaving, Mm. and assumed it was due to sweat buildup or an ingrown hair. However, the sore was still there when my boyfriend and I had sex. I told him it was due to my period, which had just ended, and we proceeded to have unprotected sex as we have done several times before. We have been in a committed relationship for two years and have been friends for six years prior to that, and he has been my only sexual partner for over three years. Two days later, my boyfriend began experiencing severe symptoms, including painful sores on his genitals, which he immediately Mm -hmm. assumed were due to herpes. Mm -hmm. He accused me of cheating, despite my protest that I had no symptoms of herpes at the time of our sexual encounter. I did some research on my own and discovered that the sore I had been disregarded was actually a herpes sore, and I had been unwittingly transmitting the virus to my boyfriend. This was the first time we had sex when the sore was still there. Mm. I have been devastated by this news and have spent the past week feeling like a terrible person. My boyfriend has been less than supportive and has said some hurtful things to me. I understand that he is in a lot of pain and is scared, Mm. but it has been difficult to hear these things from someone I love and who supposedly loves me back. They are also a very religious family and he has been saying that God is punishing him for having sex in his mother's house. Hey. I also, I am also struggling with the fact that I now have herpes and re- have likely had it for some time without realizing yeah. it. I have previously tested negative for HIV, but I never thought to get tested for other STIs. Mm. I would appreciate any advice you have on how to deal with this situation. Um, I'm feeling incredibly stressed and unsure of how to move forward. Thank you for taking the time to read my message. Okay. Okay, firstly, everyone listening. I'm glad that you're doing this one first because I'm, I'm, I'm still processing. I'm processing okay, in cool. my head. I'm processing. Okay, cool. Everyone listening, please go and get health checkups, exactly. right? Whether you are sexually active or not. Something, especially like herpes, please, I am not a doctor. We relate back to the girl in the first dilemma, public health master's degree. Come in the comments now. It's your time to shine. All of my medical professionals downstairs in the comments, Open up, baby. Um, But from what I understand about herpes, it can be contracted without sexual intercourse. So like even cold sores on your lips is a yeah, form of herpes, yeah, yeah. things like that. So 
please, whether you are sexually active or not, please go and just get routine checkups yep. once a year, once every Absolutely. two years, whatever it is um, surrounding STDs, STIs, but just general health, just to know what's going on with your body, especially a virus like herpes. I think it can linger in your body for a very long yeah. time. Even after like visible sores have gone away, you can still have the virus going on. And if you're around mm. babies and stuff like that, you just don't want to be, you oh. know, you want to, we want to be wise and careful and take care of people mm-hmm. um, by taking care of ourselves. And so please, everyone listening, checkups, doctors, calls hey, now. To you, my good sister. Woo. You are dealing with a lot, okay? Not only has your relationship been affected, you've actually just found out you have... Is is herpes an STI, STD? I? I think it's an I. I mm, Let's check. Yeah. Before we spread something. A little research, misinformation (laughs) of the masses. Yeah. Is herpes an STI or STD? Or is it interchangeable? STD. Okay, cool. So herpes, according to Google, is an STD. So I'm going to call it an STD from from this point. But I feel like... I can't remember the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So experts do not recommend getting a herpes blood test as part of a regular screening for sexually transmitted infections. That's because a positive result only means you have been exposed to the virus. So it can't tell you if you will get sores or if any sores you have are caused by the herpes virus. You would need to get STD checks. Okay, cool. Just get both. You know, let's yeah, just everything. be well-rounded here. Yeah, just yeah, do it. Me with everything. Blood, everything urine, you whatever you need. Whatever. Let me know. I'm going to give it to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. You've just found out that you have herpes. And that is a really mind-blowing thing because I'm sure it then spirals you. Like how we just went to Google to find out so much about herpes. It's probably right. caused you to go down a whole spiral of what does this mean? What does this mean for my body what could this potentially mean for my future and all of that can really make us scared and so I really want to speak to you in this moment which is please be working very closely with a medical professional your doctor your GP whatever it is your physician to make sure that you are actually okay um, and that you are getting on top of any symptoms but also this is just something that you're dealing with um, for the future but also for your holistic and overall well-being please take care of yourself and I know your first thought is probably like oh what does this mean for my relationship but really and truly take care of your health make sure that you are okay and like I know that there's a lot of stigma attached like STIs STDs and stuff like that but like you're saying you don't even know where this thing came from Mm -hmm. um and I know that may feel like a bit oh how can you not know where this thing came from but things happen using public toilets there's so much no because there's so much happening no because honest to god like there's so much happening with our bodies as we get older that sometimes you can find yourself having something and you think what have I actually done? Like you might not have been out here, you know, having sex with loads of people. You may not have been out here mm. with like really poor hygiene. And that's and the now unfortunate thing about up, the stigma, exactly. right? Now there's this stigma attached to it, which suggests, no, if you've got this, you must have been doing all yeah. of this stuff. And it's like, actually, no, I haven't. And I think it's worth just, you know, you yourself stepping back and realizing this doesn't mean anything about you. Yeah. Your actions are what speaks about you as right, a person, right? right? And so your actions right now is go and make sure that you're, you know, handling this responsibly. What I would say now in regards to your relationship is as much as it sounds like your boyfriend is coming at you quite harshly. I can't lie, sis. I hear where he's coming from. Mm. If my partner came to me and was like, I gave you herpes. I do not know where I got it from, but I know I didn't get it from you. It's giving. Oh, we gotta have a conversation. But and um, 
I'm not going to lie to you. Do you get what I mean? Like you, before, the thing about the whole herpes thing is you got to sit down and do the research, the dates and everything like that. So yeah. it's like, don't just come and say, oh, babes, I have herpes. I think you have. Yeah. I, I, obviously it's unfortunate because this has already happened. Yeah. But it's more of a, I've only recently found out and this is what I've found out about the disease yes. itself in that it can be contracted and the person not know for yes. a really long time. So, you know, obviously we've been having sex. This hasn't been an issue because I haven't had the source. Like you need to come yes. clinical you need to with come that explanation. Facts for facts, line on line. And it may seem again, like really meticulous and you're over explaining yourself but I think this is the thing about romantic or intimate relationships which is my body and your body are connecting in a way which is very intimate and so we're about to have a very intimate in-depth conversation because in-depth was how we got into this situation do you get what I mean I think it's important to have that outlined conversation and I get where his fears or his worries may be I mean the whole religious like overly religious sentiment I mean I don't know what the good lord is doing upstairs I'm not going to say it's a punishment because the rest of us would need to go to hell too um i would definitely say that it's worth having a sit down and just being like like renee said these are the dates this is what i saw i didn't think that it was it was herpes i thought it was something else i've seen these sores before i just Mm. assumed it was everything you outlined in this message i'm sure you've probably told him it already but i understand where he's coming from in his struggle to maybe understand or forgive or be open to even having a conversation past you've clearly been sleeping with someone else which may seem like a big jump but oftentimes when you aren't as educated about something your mind goes to the stereotypes that you have heard through media through different things which tell you if you've contracted an STD or STI from your partner is probably because they've been sleeping with other people and they have other sexual partners which in your case is not the case but I get why his mind would go there Mm. and so personally I do think if he asks for space you should give it to him I agree I do think that if this results in you know maybe a bit of a break or a little breakup. I I kind of understand where this is coming from because all you can do is say your piece. Yeah. All you can do is speak. I hate the term, but your truth, like the actual truth of the situation. And if he doesn't understand it, then there's the, I'm I'm gonna really struggle to see how you guys can both move forward, mm. um, together in the same you know relationship dynamic which you had. But I think maybe over time, and understanding may come over it, and hopefully there is a positive outcome to that conversation where you outline everything. And he's like, actually, I understand where you're coming from. I can tell this didn't come from you know any wrongdoing or any foul play and so now you're able to move forward but if that is not the outcome baby girl it's okay you tried all right now it's time for you to go to the gp yeah that's all that's all i can say deal with this um and yeah really take time to process this as well um this is a really really tough one this is a tough one yeah 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 no i completely agree i think it's one of those ones where there may have been things that, you know, we could have done retrospectively that may have helped, but yeah. where it is what it is now. And it's very much about moving forward yeah. and figuring out how you can do that in a way that's productive. Mm. And I definitely agree. I mean, as much as your boyfriend may be like wilding out, he's actually very entitled to wild out because me too, I would wild out. And it's a, it's a heavy thing to carry, you know, with the stigma attached to it. And then also thinking about like, this is actually like it's an std you know what i'm saying like that's a serious thing for some people and i think that like thinking about sex as well obviously within the confines of a loving relationship sometimes we can take for granted some of the really like big consequences that come as a result of having unprotected sex um and not from a religious perspective because from a medical from a medical one you know having unprotected sex 
with with anybody yeah. right it's necessary at least uh, this is more wisdom to the sisters that are listening in if you are going to have unprotected sex with anybody just make sure that you are tested you know their sexual history not in terms of how many bodies they have i yes. mean if that's something you care about that's yes. your business but more so like what's going on in their what's body? going on on their body even basic things like are you drinking enough water because that yeah. in of itself i think is a massive indicator yeah. as to whether you should have sex with somebody yeah. but that um, besides the point we really need to make sure that we don't allow ourselves to be um not i wouldn't say blindsided but we take the necessary precautions when we have these kind of things as you know additions Mm. in our um relationship so if you are going to be sexually active i need you to be as active as you are sexually outside of the bedroom when it comes to protecting yourself when you are in the arena so make sure that you are staying on top of your sexual health checkups make sure that you are consistently going now thinking about um what kind of antibiotics you may have to take also thinking about um how you're going to move forward with your boyfriend it might be worth giving him some space as you mentioned before you know not demanding him but thinking about Mm. what like what is next for us because now it's here you know like we can't think about now it's here what are we going to do um and then yeah even in terms of like the whole like family dynamic i don't know if the the family knows you guys are having sex or whatnot like i don't know it's not really their business um i mean it is their business if you're having sex in their house house. oh yeah (laughs) it's not their business on the one hand but if you are going to be having sex Mm -hmm. and unprotected sex in environments that you don't own then some of the consequences or at least some of the things that may happen as a result sis i need you exactly that's exact thank you that's the word you need to take accountability for some of your decisions and those decisions included having unprotected sex that included having unprotected sex in his mother's house um not to sound like judgmental or anything like that because it happens it really does happen to the best of us sometimes you you're with your partner and as you said this isn't like weird or new you guys have been having unprotected sex so nobody's oh, shocked yeah. or anything like that um but now hopefully you can make some wiser decisions some kinder decisions mm. as well um i'm really focused on that rebuilding process and mm. i think it may take time so being patient yeah really being patient in yes. terms of rebuilding with your boyfriend if yes. that's something that happens um but also being patient about you know the new reality of having sex what that might look like maybe thinking about what protected sex looks like with you guys moving forward um thinking about how this is going to affect you like mentally as well as physically um but really taking your time with that rebuilding process because i know that when something like this happens you're like i just want things to go back to the way they are now but unfortunately that's not how things work um so yeah sending you so much love um please lean on medical professionals in this time and really do your research with that um focus on as courtney said i love that you said that over communication you do owe the guy of some over communication not even some it's point (laughs) evidence explanation link back And you might need to have to do it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. if later down the line, like much later down the line, it's clear that this has been a boundary that's crossed, then that might be something that you need to think about yeah. in terms of navigating that. Um, yeah. I don't want to say breakup. I'm not going to put that into in the, the atmosphere. Um, but navigating that potential situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wisdom 
accountability yeah, is key and patience those are the three words definitely definitely and like for everyone else listening um as sis said in the dilemma there were things that she was noticing that she was kind of dismissing mm. and i think it's important for us to take notice of our bodies okay 100%. get a mirror look down there look at our good sis down there and just see what's going on you get what i mean but also just all around your body in general yeah. like certain growths spots marks sores whatever discharge, it is bruises discharge smells like just pay attention to your body and give it the care that it needs it's easy for us to dismiss it as oh it's just xyz but it may be worth just a quick call i know the nhs currently here in the uk is a bit uh, stretched but but your body is worth it your overall well-being is worth it and just at least having a conversation with someone like oh i saw xyz Mm -hmm. has this ever happened to you before Um, and and this is where like sisterhood and community can actually come into play which is maybe i can't get a hold of the nhs or i don't actually think this is a big deal but i saw a spot in this space you know have you ever dealt with that um and and having that kind of transparency with people around you as well um I wouldn't say do your Google searches because Google will let you know that you you're dying. Oh, this is the thing. Google, oh, you'll so, be yeah, out here clinic that you're dying. or community, but clinic, 100%. heavy on the clinic. 100%. Yeah. And then two things. The first is that sisters don't think that um, because you're on a hormonal contraceptive yeah. that you are having protected. protected sex. You are protected from pregnancy. And even and then, that's it. for some of them, it's looking like 97 to 99. Yeah. There's a range. In fact, for some with like effective use is like 91%. Yeah. So get clued up if you are going to be, you know, having sex. Obviously, for me and Courtney, we abstinent. We ain't having sex. That's the, the best. best. That is control. 100%. But it can't protect you from herpes, apparently. Oh, yeah, so there we go. There we go. Um, so do, like, again, I think it's a sentiment that was shared in, you know, the, the last few dilemmas. Don't think that it couldn't be you because yes, some be. of us could easily, it just takes one yeah. night with no protection for that kind of thing to happen. Or equally, you know, there are some spaces that are a little dirty, so <laughs> you might pick up something by accident. Um, so just make sure you do your research on what does, what constitute as protected sex yes. and also what are the, um, circumstances under which you would feel comfortable having sex. That's make sure you know who you're having sex with. Um, if you do decide to have sex, yes. we would remind you and we would we would genuinely support abstinence until you found somebody that you would it. like to. I highly recommend it because uh, that kind of I don't even think about those kind of things. because. But then this lends to a second thing, which is being able to have a partner who can be open with you to tell you their sexual history yep. and sexual health. Honestly, OK, you say you're abstinent, but what does that mean? mean? Are you what like, because you know, some people there's le- there's levels to abstinence. It's like, we're not going to have penetrative sex. Do you get what I mean? Do... But I'm, somebody's mouth is on my uh, and the yeah, cold sore yeah, herpes. Yeah, but, 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 uh, boom, bam. Talking about abstinence. Boom, bam. Sexual health. <laughs> okay. <laughs> boom, bam. Protective sex is more than just pregnancy. Child. All right. Child. Protect your coochie. Yeah, protect the coochie. Protect the cooch. Like, please. Protect the coochie from bombs. Um, and protect your bum too. It, oh, protect the bums from <laughs> bums. The bums. Big energy on the protect the bums from bums, baby. That's a special place. That's a special place, baby. Look, that's a special place. You don't want to say eight or early or one. I know, I did, I saying? did, I did. But the girls that are doing place. things, you know. I oh, just feel like we have to do yeah, our the work. The girls are doing things, yeah. Um, and then the second thing is, if you are in the UK and you are under twenty-five. You can get um, free. some free um, some free stuff, yeah, free. whether it be um, STI and STD checks. There yep. are some clinics around. Just make sure you check on the NHS website. Yeah. Free, um, contraception. free contraception. Get clued up. See stars. Please. Please. Flakes. Please do. Please do. Ah, oh, 
Well, that brings us to the end of answering dilemmas. But before you go, we have a dilemma update. Yes, because sometimes you guys send us updates after we've actually answered your dilemmas on the podcast and you let us know what's going on in your life. So I thought I'd bring some updates to you. All right. So this is, I said updates, it's just one. Okay. (laughs) Dilemma update. I don't know if you guys remember, we had a dilemma where it was recent where um, sis was like, me and my boyfriend, we're going through changes in our core values. I'm in Australia or somewhere like that. And he's in the States. Long distance relationship. (laughs) Here's the update. Thank you, sisters. Your advice really helped my relationship. Um, I also had the chance to ask my partner whether he might be struggling with the feeling of resentment and we worked through it. So basically they're core um their changes in values as well as their changes in schedule because of work and studies meant that she wasn't being able to give as much time to the relationship and that was building resentment on her end Mm. but also on his end as well um I also got the chance to listen to some of my flaws as well. And I am actively working on them. We also mutually agreed to be friends as we evolve into the different human beings that we're meant to be. We prayed about the situation as well. And I believe the Holy Spirit guided accordingly since we're great since we're now on great terms as friends i believe that there is growth awaiting me and him on our journeys and i am placing the future of my education into god's hands thank you once more sisters may god bless you amen Amen. we receive it um and honestly sis we are glad that the advice was helpful we're glad that the outcome was for good we wish nothing but the best and pray for nothing but the best for you and him and that maybe your, your paths will cross but when it does you are both better 100%, human beings when you 100%. do meet we love that for you sis and what yes. a wonderful update and sisters if you have sent in a previous dilemma and well sisters and brothers because sisters child, and brothers. clearly uh, sisters brothers and any us out yes. there that you know if you have sent in a dilemma and we've answered it and you have an update for us please send it our way we'd please love do. to know how y'all are doing we care about you yes Yes. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode, The People's Ep. We wanted to answer some more dilemmas as per some of your requests. And so if you have any other requests around um, episodes you'd like for us to do, but also if you want to send us a dilemma, send it to dilemmas at twomysisters.com. Make sure that you follow us across all social media at Two My Sisterhood absolutely everywhere. If it's a social media platform, we're there, baby. Okay, the sisterhood is far reaching. But also you can follow us as individuals the lovely lady in the car key on oh, my lady. right <laughs> is at renee kapuku and i am at cd boating currently on a social media break though and so if you want to speak to me then the best place is to email me i'm you. screaming just uh, <laughs> just follow her she'll be back we'll i will just, be uh, back we can't I tell you when be she'll be back, back. Don't be <laughs> just say just wait on it um but yes of course sisters and please make sure that you are signed up to the to my sisters mailing list you don't want to miss out that announcement that is coming out the only place that you'll be able to get the link is if you are signed up to the mailing list so don't slack uh, don't lack don't is be... that true well it's actually not true <laughs> the only place that you'll get first dibs, there we go because you won't be able you won't find the first to hear where you'll be the first to hear you won't find maybe you will you will so it's, it's a quick Google. but you will find it quicker <laughs> you will find it quicker you will find it quicker <laughs> You will find it, Courtney. We have a scrapped. <laughs> we have a scrapped. <laughs> Sign up to our mailing list because Blinks. you want weekly growing and growing yeah, tips. But we'll you, also send too. you a link that is Gosh, important straight I feel to your like inbox. A drug peddler. Make sure you sign up to the. If you want to get that, Shmi, you know that. that, that. <laughs> If you want to get that green, that, uh, that, uh, so Please, this is a legal operation. Um, um, 
sign up to the yeah makeyoutwisesisters.com <laughs> sisters we hope that you have <laughs> an amazing week it seems we've gone too far <laughs> have an amazing week james and- st patrick baby <laughs> mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from moonpig Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Tommy Franklin Saint. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, keep glowing and growing. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs>